0: God'll get you for that Walter. Maud is owned by Shout Factory. God'll Get you for that Walter is produced for entertainment purposes only, sponsored in part by Findlay's Friendly Appliances. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of God'll Get you for that Walter. Are we quite sure? No <laughs> I guess not. My name is Tomcat, and I am joined, as always, by my fabulous co-star, co-business partner, co-mother, who are you? Tony Humper. That sounds serviceable at this hour. And welcome to God Will Get You for That Walter, a podcast where we discuss the 1970s hit sitcom, Maude. Maude. And, as always, we are watching Season 3, Episode 15. Uh, this is on Tubi. Yes, we watched this on Tubi. For free? For free, yes, because you can watch, as we've always said, Seasons 3, three and, and four, 4 on Tubi, mm-hmm. and Seasons 1 and 2 on Freevee, provided by... Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Uh, this is our episode 63, and as mentioned, this is Season 3, Episode 15, All Psyched Out. Yes. Uh, directed by Hal Cooper, written by, of course, Norman Lear, Barbara Gallagher, and Sybil Adelman, mm-hmm. uh, With one guest star. Yes. Paul Benedict... As the minister, and Paul Benedict, to those who don't know, is very famous uh, for his portrayal of Mr. Bentley on the Jefferson. Jefferson, yes. On the Jefferson. He's a very, very, very fabulous uh, character actor. He was also the judge in uh, the Adams family. Yes. Yes. So, yes, it was. Now, before we start the episode, Go ahead. I, want, I, wanted to, I wanted to discuss something. Okay. So, what did you um, want to discuss? Did you see the movie Get Out? Yes, we, uh, that was directed by um Keegan Peel yes I believe his name is Keegan peel P- Jordan peel Jordan Peel Jordan Peel I'm thinking of his co-star okay and uh, I, j- I just watched it yes uh, last night actually yes and um, uh, well I I guess it's it's been out for quite a while now. it's a dark uh, it's, it's a dark a, comedy a dark comedy and uh, here s- s- spoiler alert it's it's about this uh, young black man Who's dating this white girl and she brings him to meet the family and it it, it turns out that the, the the family and all these people living in this sort of hidden away community they're like kidnapping young black men and women and uh these old white people are sort of transplanting their brains and into their into their bodies yes um the thing about it though in, in some, in like it's some very, st- very Stepford wives. Yes, yes. But the thing that um, was most interesting to me was like at the party, like all the all the the uh, the white people there, they're talking to the to the to the main character, and it was and they're, ta- they're like saying, or like the father, like saying to the to the uh, the main protagonist, the protagonist, the, the, yes. the young African American uh, man. Like oh, oh you know I I would have voted for for Obama a third time if I could have and I was like and and like people like then later at the party there's they're like saying to him like oh what is the African American experience like I was like that was like so out of Maude that I was as I'm watching it I'm like oh my god this have, if the this guy had gone to like a party at Maud's house yep. this probably would have been the same exact thing same he would thing. have encountered and I just couldn't help but. But think it's about that. It's all about that it's all about being a white savior. Yes. It's all about white guilt. Yes. And uh, although they weren't saving these they were these, not saving these they, people. They Especially was, weren't it, saved, was, saving it was, it was young a farce. Man. It was yes. all part of the farce. It was all yes. part of the act. Yes. Um, whereas with a character like Maud, it's definitely based in uh, you know, white guilt and being a white savior. Right. And yes. it's it's interesting that we're seeing, you know, movies like that develop. I'm very excited to see Nope. I, oh, I don't Which know is another—it's another movie that was produced by Jordan Peele. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And you know, anecdotal. And I actually just recently saw this or read this in a uh, in an article um, that they wanted Jordan Peele to play the Brown Eminem, M&M and I think a, a in an Eminem movie mm-hmm. in an animated Eminem movie. Okay. Uh, and Eminem's, of course, being the candy, not right. the, the 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 rapper. Right. Um. And I believe he turned down the role Uh because he felt it was just I think I think he was offered the part and then he turned it down because he felt it was a diversity hire. So Mm -hmm. what the directors ended up doing was they cast Patrick Stewart as the brown Eminem. Captain Picard? Captain Picard. As the Brown Eminem. As the Brown Eminem. No, I'm sorry. It was... I'm so sorry. It was something far worse. It was not the, um... Not Captain Picard. It was not M&M's. It was was the the Emoji Movie. Oh, the Emoji Movie. And it was the Poop Emoji. The Poop... They wanted Jordan Peele to initially play the Poop Emoji. Oh. And when he turned the role down, as, well, he did... Well, he should. Um, they cast... Patrick Stewart as wow, the poop. poop emoji okay yeah I, I try, <laughs> try 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 digesting and processing uh, that one yes I think you know casting um Patrick Stewart as the as the poop emoji that's a great idea that's inspired yes um asking Jordan Peele to do it yeah um yeah it's kind of well. Uh, yeah like yeah don't it like uh, just wrap, just wrap your mind around it for a little that, bit It'll really hurt your feelings. that's troublesome <laughs> it's 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 funny right. though how um you know um with voice casting now um and you being a voice over actor yep um you know I think about like with the Simpsons how you know they had all they the had characters their, ethnic uh-huh. characters. You know, pretty much all played by one white guy, it's becoming and it's becoming such a big deal mm-hmm. that voice actors are being cast according to the, their ethnicity. Their ethnicity. Yeah. Um I was I was given an opportunity uh, within the last couple of months to audition for a video game, and the video game's cast list consisted of characters that are predominantly Southeast Asian. Oh. And when I was when I was I was given the opportunity to audition, and I lovingly said, Thank you for this opportunity. There is nobody within this cast list that I can audition for. Oh, right. So right. I said, thank, you but, no thank, thank you, you, but no thank you. Please try and cast this as authentically as possible. Yeah. It is becoming such an argument. Yeah. Because there are so many voice actors out there who are like, well, you can voice whomever you want to voice, and you can here's my thing and this is something that I've actually had conversations with with a number of my voice actor colleagues. If a piece, if a piece of art is going to try and cast something authentically, it doesn't matter how good an actor you are. It does not matter if you are the Meryl Streep of voiceover. If a part is being asked that is specific to a specific region, you would want the voice actor, to be from that specific right. region. Right. Um, and there are some there are some people out there, especially what... Because me... Uh, I had had a conversation with Charlie Adler about this um, uh, where we were talking about gender. Mm-hmm. And there were times when he started, when he was cast as a female character, uh-huh. where some actresses would be like, well, you're taking roles away from female characters. Wow. And, you know, it's becoming really, really... I don't want to use... The, it's becoming interesting to see the dynamic and the shift mm. um, in terms of voice acting and voiceover as things continue to develop and progress mm. in a very specific direction. Mm. Um, now, granted, you are still going to have cartoons that will have very nondescript characters, right. but you're also going to have cartoons and video games that are descript, right, and that that are supposed to be a specific... Culture, a specific race, a specific gender, um, and as such, they should be cast accordingly. Right. Because you're there. There was one. I I had recently gone to a, a showcase, and when I was there, there was a young actress, and you know, we her and I had gotten to, gotten to talk with each other. I'm not going to at her because I don't know if she would want me to tell this story anyway, but. Um. One of the reasons why she is trying to get into voiceover and into and break into the the uh, entertainment industry is because she wants to see more Jewish people cast authentically. Mm. She wants to see more Jewish people cast in Jewish roles. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just it's interesting because when I heard that, I think to the Golden Girls and the Nanny, mm-hmm. because you have the Golden Girls, mm-hmm. which cast Estelle Getty and right. Darth and uh, B. B Arthur mm-hmm. as. Italians. to Italians when they are very much not Jewish, Italian. Yes. They are Jewish. Yes. Um, and you look at the nanny, the producers of the nanny initially wanted Fran Drescher to be Italian. Italian. And Fran was just like, absolutely right. not. No, right. I don't want, I want her to be a Jewish mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, it's just interesting to sort of see, I don't want to call this wokeness. I don't want to call this progressivism. I want to call it casting authentically. Right. And if you sh- if you want to do that, you should do as such. We don't want James Corden to play gay anymore. No, please, we don't. Please, you know it's it's funny, and I realize we haven't even gotten to the episode yet. We haven't but this even is gotten to the episode yet, yet but it's this, but is this is interesting. I recently read an article about they were calling out the old short circuit movies because white actor Fisher Stevens he played the the Indian scientist. Yep, you know, and you know they put him in basically brownface. Um, to, to play the role and, and all that. And he's, you know, he says now he's like, he's like, he looks back at it now. And he's very, you know, it's very cringy to him. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, look at Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's. I, I, you know, I never saw the movie. What did really? he do? What did he you, do? He was in Yellow Face. Oh, he was. He had the makeup artist pulled, oh, yeah. pulled the skin back, yeah. gave him... Uh, false teeth oh. and glasses, and it was just a really nasty portrayal. They did of... that a lot in old how. Oh Hollywood. yes, they did. Yeah, with, yes with, they did. with Asian characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean the, the, like sometimes. I mean, you would might see like uh, an an actual Asian person playing like a bit part, but generally, if it was a, like a major part, they put a white actor they in yep. in that role and, and did the things with like you know, taping the eyes and big glasses and like buck teeth or all that kind of stuff. A really nasty caricature of of Asians. Of Asian America, of Asians. And it's just, you know, it's it's wonderful because again, I actually had this conversation with a group of friends and I was like, it's only been within the last five to eight years Hmm. that there's sort of been this progression Mm -hmm. towards authenticity. Right, right. Um and you know it's only getting more and more not divisive but it's getting more and more argumentative there are a lot more arguments from you know white voice actors that i'm that i am that i am familiar with who are like well i should be able to play whatever part i want mm. Not particularly. No. Not that, that that is not that is I mean, not if the it was way. Me, if it was if it was live, live action, you certainly couldn't do it. Not at all. Not so. at all. Why does it make it okay um, if it's just audio? And therein lies the argument. Right. Therein lies the argument. You know, right. because there's going there. I there was a there was a girl that I'm familiar with. She was like, "Well, I'm never going to be able to voice an anime character because all anime characters are Japanese, and it's just like you are so off base." You are so off base. Just because a cartoon is Japanese animation mm-hmm. does not mean that the characters are all exclusively it's Japanese right. or all exclusively Asian. Right. And you know, it's just—it's an argument. It's a conversation that is always being had. Mm. It's a conversation that is happening in Hollywood, in all forms of entertainment. Um, and in my humble opinion. I think that the more we sort of traverse down this uh, flume ride <laughs> where, you know, you're just you're just watching everything progress and everything happen. You know, the more that takes place, the more you're just going to be open to the idea of more authentic casting. Yes. And I feel like especially when it comes to video games, because video games, video games at one point were very cartoony. Mm-hmm. They were very cartoony, and now they're sort of more in the real. They're more realistic. Mm-hmm. Like you look at video games like Skyrim, or um, what's another good example? Uh, any of the Halo series, any of like they any of the, become very cinematic. They right? become very. I mean, I don't play them, but. but video games more or less it becomes cinematic. like. Granted, you're still gonna have your your you're still gonna have your like zany cartoon video games, of course. Right. But more often than not, you you are seeing a sort of cinematic, you are seeing a featured, you are seeing a feature film in a video game. Right. And the more they try to cast more dramatic actors in that, the more you're going to see things being cast more authentically. True. Because if a character is written a specific way, it should be cast a specific way. Right. There you go. And that's all there is. For Tuesday night. And that, that was our... Digression. And that was our digression. Now! <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Findlay back house. Back at the Findlay house. Uh, um, we have Mrs. Nogatuk taking out a tray of cookies. And singing, The Man I Love. The Man I Love. Yes. Someday he'll come along. Mm-hmm. And as she's singing, mm-hmm. Carol walks in yes. and she wants to know where her where, mother is. Where's, where's Maud? And we find out from Mrs. Nogatuk that um she was upset. Because Because she lost the sale on the the Bamberger house. Right. Which, of course, to those that know and to those that don't know, Maude is a real estate agent. Right. And she has been trying to sell specific houses Mm -hmm. to get a specific type of commission. And she lost the sale, so no commission, so she was upset. Yes. So she went out with uh, Vivian. Yes, she went out with Vivian to get over her troubles. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think Mrs. Nogatuck at that point offers Carol she offers a cookie, Carol a cookie and, Carol, and Carol's like, well, I have to watch my figure. I can't, I have to watch my figure, and Mrs. Nogatuck... But here's, here's the thing, from a cinema, from a, uh, I want to, what, what the hell's the word I want to use for me? Cinematop, a cine- cinematographic? Cinema, cinematic. From, thank you, cinematic. From a cinematic perspective. Beautiful perspective. From a cinematic perspective, Carol turns her body yeah. and saunters yeah. to the fridge. Yes. Obviously, uh, the cameraman is like, oh, yes. they were told to obviously do that. Yes. Uh, because, of course... I mean, the camera was basically ogling Carol. Yes, because yes. Adrian Barbeau had a very attractive right. figure. Right. And, and uh, Mrs. Norgantuck, shoving a cookie yeah. in her mouth, says, I'll say what you mean. Yeah. With me, it's just a waste just of time. Just, just a waste of time. Which I also appreciate, because that does have two meanings. What? The a waste. waste of time. A waste of time. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And a W-A-I-S-T. W-A-I-S-T. <laughs> Not just W-A-S-T-E. Um, so I, I appreciate that. So Mesa's Naugatuck uh, tells Carol that um, they they went to psychic. Uh, Vivian's... Psychic. Yes. Yes, apparently this is a psychic Vivian has been all into. Yes. Um, we actually find out later on in the series that um, Vivian's... Grandmother or mother had uh, ESP abilities, oh. so mm. it, it's it's, inter- it's interesting mm. that that that's something that gets addressed mm. uh, in the series. Now, Mrs. Nagata, she she starts telling Carol about um, a friend of hers, yes, who had gone <laughs> to a psychic, yep, <laughs> and how the psychic had told her friend it predicted that she was going to get pregnant, yes, and Carol yes. asks, mm. "Well, what happened? Did she get pregnant?" Mm. And what did Mrs. Nogatuck say? She said, "Oh, he 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 saw to it personally that she got pregnant." Yep. So that was interesting. Yes. So So at that point, we hear some sound out from the uh, living rooms and carols. I think I hear them. Yes. So she goes out into the living room and we see see Maud mm -hmm. entering, taking her coat off, and slamming the door on a very injured Vivian. Yeah, she's apparently she's got her her leg. Her leg was in in a a cast. cast. Her leg yes. was in a cast. And, um, I think, uh, Vi- so Vivian comes in and I basically is, like, hobbling to the couch, right? Yeah, she hobbles to the couch and, and she's she says, oh, Maud, really? Yes, yes. And, you know, Maud turns to her and says, you know, Vivian, with the way that you, the, with the way that the entire day's gone, I ought to give you a swift kick, kick in the, the cast. cast. Yeah, so Maud is mad at Vivian. We can already see that. Yes, and we find out the yes. psychic's name is Mr. Norcross. Yes, Mr. Norcross. Um... Yes, and and Maud is saying, you know, it's bad. It's bad enough that you know she, she dragged her the, to this quack. Yes, and Vivian is saying, well, you know, Mister Norcross, he's worked for the federal government. He's been all w- federal. Yes. Government. he's, he's been, used been used by the federal, by the federal, government. federal government. And Maud retorts, mm-hmm. "Haven't we all? <laughs> We've all been used. All been used by. We've the, all been used by, by the, the federal, federal government. government. So, so Vivian says, well, if he's such a quack. Then uh, how do you explain he he you know him predicting my accident? My accident and her hurting herself. Yes. So I And, think, and now Carol keeps trying to say hello, Hi, Ma- hello, hi mother, mother. And hello mother, hello Vivian, and nobody's bonjour like, even, mother, When Vivian. They're totally oblivious, completely to oblivious. Her. I really felt bad for Carol during this yes. moment because she's trying to like, say hello to them and they are yes. completely ignoring her, completely ignoring. So Maude, Now then she tells the story of what happened. With Vivian with her accident. Yes. Three right. times you've tried to help Arthur back run into the back driveway. Right. And three times he's run over your instep. Right. So finally, I guess the third time, it was enough that he actually broke the foot. Yes. It's at that point, and Carol, that little car wheel. And she just says, Hello, mother. Yes. And you know, the audience is erupting with yeah. applause and laughter. And, and, just looks says, at her and says, Carol, you just get in. Actually, I think it was. You're home already. You're home already. That's home cool. already. No, you're home already. Yes. So now, Vivian, she's she's upset about uh, the four things the psychic told Maud. Yes, is going to happen. And what are the four things? Okay. Well, I'll take number one. Okay. okay. Number one was that she was going to get a call from a mysterious stranger. The second thing was that a friend close to her was going to someone close to her was going to suffer a severe emotional trauma. Number three, where she was going to get good news. And four, fourth, kicker if you could believe this, <laughs> the psychic said that I was going to get married for a fifth time. I mean, can you believe that? Yes. And Maude just giggles and chuckles away. Uh, and so is, Car- and so is Carol. And so is Carol. And Maude asks Carol, I mean, can you really believe me getting married <laughs> a fifth time? Carol says yes. Yes. <laughs> and to think, I bought you your first training bra, and then you broke training. And she broke training. Of course, as they're saying that, again, cinematography, the the, the camera, like, Carol is face, side in, yes, in profile. Audling, yes, ogling, you know, Vivian, Barbeau's. I, I mean, mean, Adrienne Barbeau is line. in profile. Yes. And, you know, facing her, just, Yes. they really took advantage of that poor girl. Yes. You know, I just, I, I was watching, I saw something, and I, I, I never, rem- I had forgotten this, but um, Vivian Barbeau, she played a Romulan, Adrian, Ro- Adrian Adrian Barbeau, played a Romulan on Star Trek. Yes, she did. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> and actually, we, you know, we watch um, CSI New York, it's one, one, something we're binging at the moment, and um, she was, she was on an episode of that, she played like a, a played real bad person. Of course. She was a criminal. I mean, uh, she's in my opinion. I think she's a fabulous, actress. fabulous actress. She really is a fabulous, fabulous actress. actress, and easily, easily one of my favorite cat Yes. All right. So, so moving uh, daily forward. Yes. Yes, and it's uh, the whole thing about the idea of Maud. Getting married again is just a big joke, and then the yes. f- the phone rings. The phone rings, and Vivian erupts. She erupts. Yes, erupts with worry. Yes. Oh, the phone call from the, the, mysterious, stranger. From the mysterious stranger! So you know, Maud's like, 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 "I'm not going to climb the walls every time the phone rings." Yes. So she answers the phone and says, "Hello, there, old friend." <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. You want to know? Is, yes, this is the, woman the lady of, of, the, the, lady house. of the house. <laughs> And what do they want her to do? They want her to sing the Campbell's Soup jingle for a free case of Campbell's Soup. soup. Yes. Do you like Campbell's Soup? That's a no from me, dog. My my mother made soup. Well, when I was a kid, yeah. My mother still makes soup today. Yes, yes. I just, it wasn't a thing that we did. I mean, if anything, she'll do like a cream of chicken or a cream of mushroom and like a bake. But right, that's, that's about it. Yes, yeah. I, 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 loathe canned soup. Yeah, I don't like. I don't. Progresso, like I like. I don't even like Progresso anymore. Really? I, I used to. And then what you find out? Too much soda? No, it's just that you know I started making my own soup. Oh, you made your own. And it's yeah. like you know, like I make my own like minestrone or lentil and, or, or chicken noodle, and it's mm-hmm. like it just does not compare yeah. to canned soup. Even though you know Progresso is a lot better than Campbell's. Campbell's. But we're not oh. being we're not being sponsored by either of um, these companies. I, no, 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 sponsorship is out the window now. But uh, no, I mean, I, I feel the same way about Campbell's as I do about Chef Boyardee. Oh, oh Chef, Chef Boyardee. Just, oh, it's just not. Oh, gross. But again, to use it. To use again, to use the tomato soup, to use any of the other things in a recipe recipe is one thing. One thing, yes, absolutely. But just eat it like to just eat it plain out of the can. No, thank you. No, thank you. So Uh, Maud is joking with the person. How's the wife? We we must have this conversation again soon. And Uh, she hangs. uh, Let's get lunch together someday. So Vivian is like, you know, she's like, it was the mysterious stranger. I've talked to that man thousands of times. Mort is telling her to stop, um, uh, and I think Carol brings up the uh, the marriage again. The you know the fifth marriage again. Yes, and, and she. she I, I mean, she asks more so, Oh, it's. Oh, I know what it was. It was uh, it was about you know. Do you think it could be some somebody you know? <laughs> and Vivian, out of the side of her mouth, says, "How could that be? She's already married, She's everybody already she knows. married everyone she knows." Which was a very witty line yes. from, from Miss Vivian. Yeah, it's very catty. Um, now th- at that point, Walter comes in. Actually, Maud then threatens oh. Vivian, saying, um, "Your leg is in a cast. Would you like to try for the entire body?" That's, oh, that's right. And that's when Walter, that's when comes, Walter in. comes in, and he is all all a twitter. Yes, he has hot gossip. Hot gossip. Walter is there to spill the tea. Walter is going to spill all the tea. Yes, yes. Guess who's getting a? You'll never. I think it was like you'll never. You'll guess never guess who's, who's getting, getting a divorce. divorce. And Vivian says, "You, yeah, just." Mm-hmm. I have to say, I love when Rune McClanahan plays sad, mm-hmm. but plays funny sad. Funny sad. Because it doesn't matter what the circumstances, she is just so funny. Mm-hmm. She is an incredibly funny actress mm-hmm. when she plays sad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think I think Maud uh, says uh, Grace and Harry... Feltzbar? Something. Something. Sort of that effect. I know it was a Grace and a Harry something or other. Grace and Harry, oh, they're already divorced. They're already divorced. And, you know, Walter then says, Cliff Chris and, and Joanna. Joanna, Naylor. Naylor, Yeah. And, you know, Maud's like, oh, no, hmm. they've been married for 16 years. Yes. And, you know, as all this is happening... Walter then starts running upstairs and he yes, says, you that, better be careful, Maud. Right? Cliff has said that you were one of the wildest, funniest, smartest, sexiest, sexiest women in good, the neighborhood. That's right. That's right. And, you know, Maud is initially like, ah, and then her face drops. Yeah. And she's like, good Lord, I'm going to be married to Cliff, Cliff Naylor. Naylor. Yes. And, uh, and and so Vivian's saying, that's the trauma. That's the, that's the trauma that, you know, these two people, the, this couple that they know, are gonna get, are, getting, are a getting, getting a divorce and Maud's mm. like oh my god you're right. oh poor poor, poor, poor Harriet Naylor yes. and the camera goes to Carol mm. and Carol says mother her name, her name is, is Joanna, Joanna. <laughs> 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 that's uh, a me thing that is one hundred percent a me thing um, yes. to those that don't know uh, an anecdotal I will just miss I will I will not remember a person's name no. I will try. Every time I will. Draw. I'm better at remembering names. I will always try to remember somebody's name, but if I don't, it's just like, "Oh, darling. Uh, oh, yes. you're so sweet, darling. Sweetie, honey. Sweetie, honey, darling. Pookie. Pookie. Cookie. Love. Butter. Girl. <laughs> I love calling people butter. Butter. Yes. Very true. So we. Well, we meet a lot of people. We meet a lot of people. We meet a lot of people. We do. And it's like a lot of I recognize the face, but the yeah, uh-huh. like, <laughs> The name is just. <sharp> Right, operator. right out the brains. Uh, yes. Uh, so, so, at that point, the phone rings, phone again, rings again, and yes. Vivian again is bereft. Oh, the phone call from the mysterious stranger! And looks well, like we already had, we the, already mis- had the mysterious, mysterious stranger. stranger. Uh, so she answers the phone, and it's her boss George, yes. or it's her partner George, somebody from the office. so from the office giving her. She's command. the manager. Remember? She is the manager. So yes, she, she is. is probably somebody under her. So hello, George. Hello, George. We find out that the Bamberger House deal went through. They changed their mind. Yes. So I think at that point, you know, she's like, "Oh, this is wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. We'll go over the we'll go over the paperwork tomorrow or whenever." So she hangs up the phone. Walter comes downstairs, and Maud is overjoyed, like more commission. The deal went through. The deal went through twelve hundred (laughs) dollars. And Walter turns to her and goes, "Wow, that's good good news." news." Yes. And you know, Maud's face yes. obviously yes. falls because that's another thing that the psychic yes. predicted. Do, have you ever heard the song Griswold Predicts or Griswold Predicts? No. It was an old so. song by Mae West. Uh-huh. And the premise basically was that, I, I'm 90% positive it was almost like a Kreskin character. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was called Griswold Predicts. hmm and uh, j- again, just anecdotal. I mm-hmm. would I would look, I would mm-hmm. look into a person. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So Vivian says, "Don't panic." Yes, she's saying, "Don't panic." Carol is saying, "You know, don't worry." Uh, but but Carol, before yes. she gets a, she gets another parting shot at Maud. Yes, she has she one says, favor to ask. Just one favor, and yeah. she says, "What is it?" And what does Carol say? She asks her to pin a note to her pillow. To let her know who her new stepfather is going to be. <laughs> and then she just sweetly skips away. Yes. And Maude calls back to her, yes. just for that, I'm going to twirl the calendar on, on your, your birth, birth control. control pills. Um, Which just... <laughs> that's such a mean thing to say. Yes. That's such a mean thing to say. So do. now Vivian, uh, she tells Walter about, you know, the the, the fourth prediction that yes. the psychic said, Maud's gonna get married again. Yep. And Walter, he just starts to laugh. He loses. It. He's hysterical. He is hysterical laughing, and Maud is like, "Oh, you're laughing on the inside and crying, crying on, on the, the inside. Laughing on the outside, crying on crying the inside. on the inside." Yes, yes. And uh, uh, Walter's he's saying, "Can you know you don't believe this phony?" And, you know, Maud's like, well, Walter, he was used by the federal government. And Walter says, oh, aren't we? We've all been used by the federal government. But, of course, before he finishes the sentence, Maud cuts him off and says, that is not funny, Walter. (laughs) Because, obviously, only Maud can be the funny Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I think at that point, uh, Mrs. Naugatuck comes in and Mm -hmm. says, well, why don't you and Walter just get married again? Right, right. And I think she exits back into the kitchen. Oh Um, no, no, she no. She doesn't. She exhausts she goes to the At first she's like, Mrs. Dog -dog, that's the most outlandish thing I've ever heard of, you know. That's the most outlandish, outlandish, most ridiculous, ridiculous, most most marvelous idea I have ever heard. Brilliant idea. Brilliant idea I have ever heard. Brilliant idea. And you know, and she she and she's gra- she grabs Mrs. Nogatuck. Oh Walter, and, we're going to get and, married. And, and, and this is, uh, no, but she tells Mrs. Nogatuck, she says, I love you. I love and you. She says, Walter, we're Walter, we're getting married. <laughs> and, and Mrs. Nogatuck pushes her away, saying like, Not oh, you, you and me. I meant you it's and you him and him, crazy, crazy. Americans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh mighty badly. So Maude says, you know, we're going to make the prediction come true. And we're going to have, we're gonna a, have second a second wedding. wedding. Vivian starts to cry because... Oh, I always cry at She weddings. always cries at weddings. <laughs> and Walter... Walter tells her, are you... He says, are you out of your mind? And, and Lord is like, you know, any any man who, who won't marry... A, any man who refuses to, to marry his marry wife, his wife is, is a pretty his, rotten husband. pretty rotten husband. And I think she exits. Vivian continues to cry. And Walter barks yes. at Vivian. Yes. Vivian, I hold you personally responsible for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Vivian just blubbers mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it st- still makes me laugh. The, yes. the, uh, the season three, Vivian, so different from season so one. So different from Vivian. season Vivian. one. Completely Vivian, completely different character. But I mean, could you have honestly seen, could you have honestly seen Doris Roberts Playing Vivian? Oh God, no! Not no. this version of Vivian. No, no. not this version. No, I could, no. I could see not the, f- all. I could see first season Vivian being yes, played by, by Doris, Doris Roberts. Robert. Sure. Not that, not not, these, not, later, not season two and three. Not later or four or five for Vivian. that matter. No. Def- definitely not. So now Walter goes into the kitchen. Maud is sitting at the table, and she's kind of forlorn, and she's saying, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm being irrational. Um. And she starts remembering about you know the how day they got married, married, they got married how she, she didn't wanna, day and, She gave I think Walter a hard time about wearing the ring, wearing the wedding ring, because it's a sign of male yes. chauvinism and yes. symbol of a male symbol dominance. dominance. That's yeah, what, that's saying. what yeah. she said, and, uh, and she says she she knows the idea is old old fashioned. And Walters he he starts kissing her hand, yep. and he says okay, let let's let's get. Let's get married, again. and Maud springs into action. Yes. Should we? And three hundred people, four hundred. Yeah, we'll get a tent in the backyard. We'll get a tent in the backyard. We should, uh, should we do? We should we? We'll, we'll do it on Saturday, and we'll just. Oh, we can't do it on Saturday. It's the day I'm getting it's, my sinuses drained, and and Maud says we don't want you dripping on yes. a on a wedding day. Need clear sinuses on your wedding day. So she says we'll do it on Sunday at eleven here. And you know, Walter then says, "All right, sure, but yes. make sure that it's before eleven because right. he, it's a golf day yes. with Arthur yes, yes, at yes. eleven o'clock sharp." Yes,
1: because so.
0: God forbid Walter and Arthur miss their golf. Can't miss their golf. Can't miss the golf. Yes, and and you know, Amaud she's like she's like grabbing uh, Walter, Walter. This and is the happiest moment of my life. And meanwhile, and Walter's, Walter's like licking his licking fingers because he, he had. The, he had like whatever was in the pot. Whatever that Mrs. Nogatuck was cooking, yes. He's just looking at his fingers. And then we go to commercial. Commercial. Come and back. We'll come back. And, and we're in the living room. We're in the living room. Uh, Carol. Carol's in a beautiful floor length, uh, like blue body contrast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arthur, Carol, Arthur, and Vivian are all in the living room. They're decorating, I yeah. think. And Um, I think Arthur says, hold a carol, and, like, snaps a picture. Yes. And it's all decorated in, like, pretty pink things, and there's the wedding cake and all that fun stuff. Yes. Mrs. Naugatuck comes in. Holding this very long gold vest jacket situation. Yes. Obviously, you know, we we see and we're like, oh, she's bringing Maud's gown upstairs upstairs for her. And And... Vivian says, oh, what a charming gown. Yes. And, you know, Mrs. Naugatuck then lays the dress, lays Maud's dress over the banister, turns around and says, oh, it was a peekaboo! It used to buy a peekaboo! And, uh, you know, she's, uh, then she goes back upstairs and Vivian's like, I, I meant Maud's gown. There was more booing than peeking. More booing than peeking, cho- Because yes. it was, it was this really attractive, uh, matronly, yeah. uh, pink, like, I, I- the, the word that I want to use is honeysuckle, because it looks like just something very sweet and childish and yes. cute, sort of. But there was this big circular opening right between the breasts. Yeah. yeah. And it was all camisled with pink lace. Right. So, that was a thing. I think it was in Blossom and Blush. <laughs> Interesting color choices. It's from Still Magnolias. Yes. <laughs> Drink your juice, shall uh- <laughs> we? Yeah. Barbara, please. <laughs> please, Barbara. So, Arthur, he's trying to take a picture. The flesh didn't go off. He took he's... a picture of Vivian. and right. Vivian is in this blue caftan. Yeah, I, I did not like it on her. No, no. It did not. You know, again, it was one of those things where it's like, long dresses don't look good on a short body. True. Like, when, again, the other, the other instance that I think of is when Dorothy and Blanche wore the same outfit. Yes. And like, there was all that, it was that cream, not cream, um, this sort of pinky, fleshy, Mm -hmm. nude color Mm -hmm. with all the ruching Mm -hmm. and it looked so gorgeous on on B, B. but it looked terrible. It made Blanche's room room, look dumpy. It looked, oh, it made her look so dumpy. Yeah, Yeah. So I just, I, no, I'm not crazy about caftans on short bodies. But that's just me being pretentious. So, so the flash on Arthur's camera doesn't go off, and and he he, says Henry Fonda's going to hear about this because Henry Fonda used to do like uh, commercials commercials for cameras. cameras. Yes. Um, And at that point, Maud comes downstairs, and she's singing. Too young mm -hmm. to really be in love. Mm -hmm. Now she's wearing this bright orange robe over the gown. gown. It was a really bright orange. It was a really, it was horrendous. almost neon orange, right? Yeah, it wasn't that attractive. No, I was yeah. not crazy about it. Yeah. But she had this beautiful, like blue, blue and gold fascinator in her hair. In her hair, but yeah, it was way in the back. It was a bow. It was a bow yeah. in the back. Yeah, uh, um, and you know, Arthur turns to her and goes, "Maud, all those people that said you're too young to be in love—they're all, they're all dead, dead." <laughs> yes, and Maud's like, "Oh, Arthur, nothing you say will spoil this day." And she tells Carol to fix the bow in the hair. I feel like I'm 45. No, she feels like she she feels feels she's 18, 18. In a 45-year-old body. body. So which Vivian replies. Vivian says, but Maud, you're, you're 48. You're 48. <laughs> oh, 48, 45. Yeah, what's what's, the, what's difference? the difference when you're 18? Yes, yes. <laughs> what difference does yes. a couple of years make? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the vanity um, knows no bounds. So then Mort Ma- uh, asks Arthur to uh, guard the, the ring. Wedding, the wedding ring guard with her, the ring. with his yes. life. Yes. And, you know, Arthur shows the ring to Vivian and says, oh, it looks like the one that I bought for Agnes. Mm. And, wait, but wait, wait. Uh, um, before, before then, just a quick snippet. Philip comes down. Oh yes, Philip has like Two just, seconds of, two Philip. Seconds of two, one one line of dialogue for yes, Philip. Yes, where he where Maude tells him, "Oh, oh Philip, Philip, you, you look lovely. You look beautiful." And yeah. what does Philip say to Maude? He says, "You look funny." And one of the things that I love doing, and this is something that I know I picked up from her, when someone says something really stupid to me or mm-hmm. something that like offends me, I mm-hmm. will put my hand uh, over their face, uh, uh, uh. if with consent. Like right. usually, if it's someone that I right. really, really, really know, yes. I can do that with. That's when I will do yeah. that. So that's when Arthur points out to Vivian that it looks it looks like the ring that she's wearing. And yes. Vivian's like, yeah. Well, I'm sure hers isn't a handy me Now, the first time I heard that line, mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh, that's not a big deal. It is what it is. Now... Oh, that line just yes. makes me feel all kinds of uncomfortable. Yes, because she was wearing, you know, a dead woman's ring. A dead woman's, like, just well, thank you. This is not I, I, no bad juju. I bad, bad juju, very bad juju. Agnes is essentially becoming mm. the Frumisara of Maud. Yes. Uh, so then we hear the doorbell. Mrs. Nogatuck goes to the door, and it's the minister. Good morning. Y- yes. What are you here what for? What are you here for? Like, I mean, hello. There's a wedding. There's a wedding. And, and here's the minister at the door. And what he, do you think? And Paul Benedict, bless his heart, like points to, well, I'm the, points to his Nehru yeah, collar, Yes. And points to the ring finger, yes. saying, I'm the, here for thee. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Mrs. Norgetuk says, oh, the minister! Yes, yes. Uh, and and when he comes in... She introduces, Mrs. Norgetuk introduces, this yes, is Vivian Holland, right, 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 and right. this is, and you know, before that... yes. Um, The minister goes over to Arthur and says, Arthur Harmon, you son of a gun. Yes. And
1: And that's when Arthur
0: tells him, oh, he buried my wife. Yes. And he's saying how, like, the eulogy was a humdinger. Yes. And uh, he laid her out so well. She really really laid out well. He tells Vivian, she never looked better, Viv. She looked beautiful. And Vivian turns to her and goes, turns to him and goes, beautiful. Yeah. But and, I think at that point we learned the uh, the, the dialogue. Yes, because Arthur's saying how, you know, he really captured her essence. Yes. And, and he asked the minister, like, yes. what were those words that yes. you said? Yes. And he goes, soft of heart, yes. sweet of spirit, strong of will, and selfless, selfless of soul. soul. Yeah, so beautiful. And then Vivian's is like, yeah, beautiful. beautiful. Like, I, yeah. there are times, there are... I forget what episode it was. Did we go? I think we did go over it. It was the episode where um, Vivian and Arthur are having their argument because Mm. all Arthur kept on doing was talking about About Agnes. Agnes. Yeah, And, you know, it really, I thought that it was just going to be like a one and done thing. But I guess because it got so many laughs the first Mm. time, they're just going to bleed it dry. Yeah. Um and just my heart, my heart breaks for Vivian for that one reason only. Yes. So now Arthur is amazed that the Reverend, the minister, remembered those those things that he said about Agnes. Yep. Which will come back. Which will come back to in a second. Yes. But the minister says, "Well, it's my business," Mm -hmm. with a chuckle. Yes um and i think uh before, before we go to um, and author saying well if you if you run if you run this wedding half yep, as well as it, you did that 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 funeral it'll be it'll be it'll heck be... of a kick out of it yes. they got a heck of a kick out of it yes so now after that we cut to we're maude upstairs and, maude and in the, in the, walter in the, in the bedroom and, and maude's looking in the mirror and she turns it's, to Walter and says, "Don't ask for much, well, Walter. I don't ask for much, but you cannot get married in your Arnold Palmer, Palmer sweater." sweater. So. And of course, Arnold Arnold Palmer is a very famous golfer because you know Arthur, um, Walter's you know main focus of the day is playing golf. Yep. The the wedding is just you know neither here yep. nor there really. So he agrees. So he agrees. He takes off the sweater and he, he puts on a, uh, a jacket. And uh, and Maud's, you know, it's like, um, well, you know. Walter says, does that make you yes. happy? And Maud says, very happy. Yeah. And a necktie would make me even happier. Yes. And yes. Walter shoots back, come on, Maud. We're mm-hmm. getting married. We're not going out to dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, Maud has a surprise for Walter. Yes. yes. So she says, Walter, give me your hand mm-hmm. and close your eyes. Mm-hmm. And Maud puts a ring in A wedding this, band. A wedding band in yes. his yes. hand. Yes, and she tells him it's going to be a... A double ring ceremony. ceremony. Yes. And, you know, Walter then shoots back saying, everybody already knows I'm married. Yes. I have that haunted, beaten husband look. Right, right. And and, she and says, Lord fires back saying, don't you dare pull that hu- haunted, beaten look on me. I've seen your baby pictures. You've seen the baby pictures. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that killed me. I enjoyed that. So, um, and, and, Wal- uh, and, and Walter's like, uh, you don't trust, don't trust me. me. You want me to be property of Maude it's Findlay. Property of Maude Findlay, yes. And, you know, they get into an argument, yes. and at that point, Walter's like, the hell with the ceremony. Forget the whole thing. And then I think at that point, they bring up how Maude is like, but what? wait, what about what the psychic predicted? And mm-hmm. Walter says, the hell with him, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then then Maude goes over, like, mm-hmm. well, I got the phone call from the mysterious the stranger, the good the news, news about the Bamberger house, the this severe emotional trauma, trauma for Joanne, Joanna and, Joanna and, and, and Cliff. Cliff. And, and then, you know, Walter's like, trauma? trauma. These, They're happy as clams. Yeah. Joanna found herself a 22-year-old ski instructor. And Maud says, mm. oh, well, that's happy. Yeah. That's happy. <laughs> <laughs> and now Maude, she starts, you know, she's sort of pleading with Walter now. Yeah, Because, you know, all the guests are downstairs. All the guests They're are downstairs. Waiting for them to get married. Get to get she's married. like, please, please, Walter. And, you and, know, um, Walter gives her an ultimatum. One, one ring, ring or, or no, no wedding, wedding ceremony. You've got 60 seconds to decide. 60 seconds to decide. So at that point, we cut down to, to Vivian lit- crying. Vivian crying. And, you know, the minister's like, oh, wow, oh. they must have a great spiritual connection to have their to do their wedding vows all over again. Yeah, Renew their wedding vows. Renew their wedding vows. And that's, you know, where you hear them fighting up, upstairs. Oh. Yep. And the minister's like, you know... Who, who's who's that? And, and Arthur says, "Oh, that's the loving, charming couple." The loving couple, yes, yes. So I think at that point, Carol's like, "Mrs. Nogatuck, why don't you start the music?" Yes. And Mrs. Nogatuck says, "Yes, yes. That, yeah, that maybe it'll, it'll make her make her come down just by force, force of, of habit." habit. Yeah, was the wedding. <laughs> So, the music starts, and as the music yes. starts, Maud comes downstairs saying, You're rotten, Walter. You're rotten. You're absolutely rotten, yes. Walter. And she gets to the top of the stairs, yes, and she just shifts. Yes. Immediately, from yes. angry to... Oh, yeah, all smiles. Everyone's here for me. Yes. Yes. Then Arthur, he, he says, uh, Say cheese. I think he takes a picture. Yes. Yes, uh, they yell at Mrs. Uh, the the, minister, is now the minister is now motioning to, to start, like, cut, cut the music. Cut the music, then, Yes, <laughs> just the yes. facial expressions. What, yes. what a great phenomenal character actor he was, and uh, he starts. He starts. You know, um, be, he begins the ceremony. You know, you know, uh, you know uh, we've all, we've all gathered here today, and he starts going into the into the. Uh, Soft the of heart, Soft sweet, of heart spirit, sweet of spirit, strong of, of will, and selfless of soul. Yes. And the camera and shoots the, over the, to, to Arthur Arthur's and face. Vivian. Yeah. Arthur is looking very confused, yes. and Vivian just looks at him so smugly. Yeah. Just yeah. looks at him so smugly. Because obviously, the the minister, he used that line at every gig. At every gig. Yes. You know, and, you know, as performers. As, as, as performers. performers who do, you know, a lot of gigs. And um, you know, we can. We can also use a lot of the same things all the time. We do a lot of it. We do, <laughs> we do a lot of that too. Like, especially with the, with our, our Golden Girl stuff. Oh, God. We yes. repeated We've repeated ourselves. We've repeated so many times. We've How many ourselves. times have I done, done that? You know why I call you Pussycat, Pussycat? Yes, or, you know, or the picture. How many times have done Cicely. that? Sicily. That damnable uh, tweeting bird uh, monologue. The bird monologue. The yes. bird monologue. Oh, please. Not the bird again. Not the bird again.
1: <laughs> but um, they, they
0: kill. The lions okay, yes. kill. When yes. you get the laugh, it just yes. makes everything better. Yes. So. so, moving right along, you know, Arthur, uh, mm-hmm. the um, the minister says, may I have the ring? Right, right. And Arthur just quickly goes yeah. to Maud's side. I don't. Even, I think Vivian was holding on to him, mm-hmm. and he just moved so quickly right. that she tripped because her foot of is still her, in the yeah, cast. Yeah, still in the cast. So yes. that, was, that was an interesting bit of physical comedy. I yes. appreciated that. So I think Maud turns to Arthur and says, oh, we've decided no rings. No, she, she tells the minister, she's saying, you know, we've decided not to wear rings. And the minister's like, well, you, you can't not, not do the, the rings. It, it, it's it, part it, of it, the ceremony. The, it binds. <laughs> and Maud says, so does rice." <laughs> so Arthur's like, Maud. No, Walter is like. I mean, Walter. I'm sorry. Walter, Walter is Walter's saying like, you're supposed to. You're supposed to wear the ring. You're the woman. Right. Yeah, you're the woman. You've got to wear them. Yeah. And you know, at that point, I think Arthur says, "I've always, I've thought, always of thought of her as a Rose woman." Woman. <laughs> that was so yes. so awful. <laughs> That's so funny. God, there are so um, many times I really want to like. I really slap want to like Arthur. Arthur. And just, I just, I really want to like him. I really want to slap him. Uh, so now this begins like everybody like arguing. Lord yes. Saying you know the ring, it it symbolizes ownership. Yep. And then and Carol I mean, says it's her it's possession. possession. Yes. Like you're her pose- you're right. his possession. And yes. I think Vivian says she's your slave. Yes. yes. And everybody just starts arguing with each arguing. other. They're and then arguing. the minister screams yes. over everybody. Hey, yeah, hey! Yeah. It's a wedding. Come on, we've got a wedding here. Can we goose this along? Goose this along. I'm supposed to be at the cemetery. Yes, I'm expecting and to be at the cemetery. This is not going Aren't we all? all? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh hell! So Walter, Walter says something about this liberated jazz. Yes, he says, "Maude, please stop with the liberated female jazz." Yes. And she says, "Give me one sensible reason." Yeah. Yes. And he says, "Well." What do the guys say? The guys going to say, "Let us pray." Let us pray. The minister, the minister yes. answers the question. Yes. Um, and and Walter's saying, "You're an attractive woman." Um, they're going to see that you don't wear a ring. Yeah. Finley's wife is on the prowl. She's like, looking for a little. laugh. What is that? for what? action. She's on the prowl. Like, can someone explain to me what? Because every time Walter mentions whoopee or something of that effect, he is always flapping his arm. Uh, that's just his. I don't. I don't get that. Yeah, I don't know. But he's he's worried because he's, of being the laughing stock of Taco. The laughing stock. The laughing stock of Taco. I'm going to be the laughing stock of Taco. Yes. I insist you wear this ring. I insist. I insist. I ins- and he is having emotional trauma. An emotional trauma. And that's when Maud, can yes, she, she points it out. The psychic was right. You're the one having. You're the one having the trauma. And he says, "Me, me." Uh, and he, he just screams, "I'm he, not having a says, trauma." He says, "Trauma, I'm then, not having a trauma." Yes, and then he stops, he like stops dead in his tracks, holds up his, his fist, his,
1: up raises ring his finger, ring
0: finger. Yes, goes over to Maud and the minister, and the minister, and has Maud put, put the ring, ring on his, on his finger. finger. Have you ever heard of a man not wearing a wedding band? No, I was like, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't. Well, actually, yeah, in, in yeah, way way back. I mean. Not 50, way oh, way we're talking like, we're 50s, talking like and 60s? 50s and 60s yeah that was more of a thing where like the woman had wore a wedding ring and the man didn't and the man didn't well that makes yes. sense yes you know cuz it was more about you know the woman was subservient basically the property of the man yeah. but you know as things became more modern it was all then it you know was always you know nowadays it's always like you know you exchange rings yep you know like my husband and I, we both Yeah, you both bo- you were, both have a ring on. Around. My cousin and my cousin and her wife have a mm-hmm. have, have double ring. My yeah. father and her my father and mother do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um I think then the Actually m- I Of all the outfits that B. Arthur has worn for weddings, Mm -hmm. this one has to be my favorite. Well, certainly better than that—the wedding dress in the the last, the toilet paper gown, Golden Girls, the toilet paper gown for the series finale of the Golden Girls. Hideous! That was not a hideous. What were they thinking? They weren't. They weren't. I don't know. Maybe B. Maybe B. Tried it on and she was like. I guess we'll go with this. It's fine. It's the last. It it's so the last weird. episode. It's such an awful gown. I mean, probably at that point she was just over it. Over, over it. She didn't even want to do that season. Nope. she didn't want to do she that. She didn't season. want to do that season. Now she she's was, finally in the she, last episode. But I mean, the 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 wedding outfit that she wore. For the season six series, a season finale, mm-hmm. where it was that like ivory, mm-hmm. uh, ivory duster. That's when she was supposed to marry but it didn't go through with it. Yeah, that outfit was very attractive. Yes. but yes. this outfit that Maud wore, I I especially right. loved it because it was mm-hmm. you know this sort of floor length, yeah, uh, gold gown with mm-hmm. the gold duster. Yeah, no, it was very, it was very nice, very attractive. Yes, so. <sighs> I I think the minister then... um, The minister then says... Did he say, like, where are we? Where where (laughs) are we? Where are we? (laughs) And who who says this? Somebody says soft of heart, right? Or... Someone says that. Someone said it. Yes, Yes. he says, yes. Soft of heart. heart. And then, like, that's when the audience applauds, And then we come to the epilogue. Yes. uh, And we open with the minister saying, I now pronounce pronounce you you, man man and wife. Thank Thank God." God... And, and he goes over to the bar the and bar. takes a shot. He grabs a big drink and, and gulps, it, gulps down. it down. And and Walter is saying, oh, I love you, Maud. And you know, Maud's and, like, I love you, yeah, Walter. Walter's like, and you know, they hug. And Walter yeah. then looks at his watch and says, Arthur, it's almost 1130. I mean 30. Let's go. Let's go. And he takes off the ring. He takes off the ring and hands it to Maud and says, sweetheart, hold on to my ring. I know, can't I swing can't a golf swing club with, on with that finger. on my finger. Yes. So Maud um, takes the ring, um, goes over to, to the, the minister, minister, and says, "Minister, do you do burials and sand traps?" <laughs> and that's how the episode. And ends. that's how the episode ended. <sighs> I know it was an episode. It was. It was like there. Was, it was one of those. It was one of those episodes, like really early on in season two, where it was just so all over the place. And there yes, was a lot so going, on. Much going on. There was a lot going on. There was a lot going. On. I mean, you know, you, you you don't expect when it opens that you know you're going to get a whole wedding, in, in the episode. In one episode, you would yeah. think that, that would be a two parter. Yes, it's not. No, I mean that was like they, they threw that they threw that together. But I Let mean, all target. all things considered, it was a good episode. it yes, was, it no, was a very a solid episode. Solid episode. There was yes. a lot of laughs, a lot there of well written jokes, a lot of gags yes. that a lot of uh, most of the gags fell. Most of the gags yeah. like. Not fell. fell. No, they, they landed. They landed. There you go. They, they Can't landed. you stick your stick terms Leave right? Me alone, <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, old woman. Leave me alone, old woman. I cannot stand this uh, uh, But uh, yes, it was definitely a good, a good yes. episode. The jokes landed. The jokes fell. Yes, I don't think there were any any stinkers. No, in there. I don't think so either. So there was nothing inherently. Um, uh, nothing inherently problematic with it. I feel like the only time the only time Maud really failed and the only time the jokes really didn't hit Uh were when they made inherently racist remarks. Yeah. Yeah. Like or when they 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 view they well well, when we view them now. Oh cool one hundred percent. They don't land at all for a nineteen seventy five audience, they they probably probably landed. landed. Yeah. You know, but I mean, look. Take All in the Family for instance. Mm-hmm. All in the Family, the Jeffersons. Mm-hmm. You know these these sitcoms that have been around for decades and yes. have been in syndication for, for so decades. long. Yes, yes. You know there are just some episodes that you inherently know and love. Mm-hmm. Maude never got that kind of treatment. no. no. Because honestly, you know, if you look. If you put Maud next to All in the Family or Maud next to the Jeffersons, there's episodes that just sort of overshadow what Maud was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I honestly feel like it it was because Maud was a female led show, but not mm-hmm. only was it female led, because Mary Tyler Moore mm-hmm. is an incredibly wildly successful sitcom in the seventies. Right. Whereas Maud was much more aggressive. Oh yeah. Maud was a far more aggressive show in terms of politics, in terms of sexuality, Mm -hmm. in terms of promoting uh, feminine and female awareness Mm -hmm. um, and female rights. And I feel like that's sort of where... I don't want to say that's where Maud struggled. I feel like that's why... That's why we're having conversations like this. Mm -hmm. That's why why Maud is becoming more in vogue. Mm -hmm. Um... So it's just, it's interesting to see the uh, the shift. Yes. The shift and to see how things have progressed mm-hmm. and regressed. Yeah. Oh, boy. <sighs> I know. Like, when we first started this podcast, mm. I never imagined in a million years, like, what is happening Ro in the real in world, world. Roe being overturned. Would, would and, happen. you know, it's funny. There was something that I read recently um, and it was an article where it was like, why aren't conservatives, you know, cheering that they won mm-hmm. for, for Roe v. Wade? Like, where, mm-hmm. why why aren't they, like, so happy about this? And um, there was one person who said, well, you can't win and still be a victim. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, I'm like, that tracks. Mm-hmm. Because while they are winning mm-hmm. they still want to be perceived as the, right. as as the victim. right and you know they're not going to stop until they've overturned just about every progressive law right. that has been written into yeah that has been written right um any any progressive law we'll say right and you know it's it's really disheartening to say that mm-hmm it's really disheartening to say that because you know there have been so many leaps and bounds made that to regress at this point is a colossal task uh, almost Olympian yeah, almost Olympian I I don't know it's 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 a very difficult conversation to be had yeah, but I feel like you know in terms of in terms of politics, I feel like religion really has no place. And I feel like that's one of the big problems that we're facing right now is, is we're dealing with a very, uh, um, we're dealing with a very religious heavy or religion heavy. The, the amazing thing is these conservatives who feel that the founding fathers wanted Christianity incorporated in, into the founding of, the Uni- of, you know, the United States. And, that's and that's that is the last another, thing, thing they, the last thing, they last thing that they wanted. They, it's, it's, it's right in there separation of of church church and state state. it's that's what this nation is founded on Uh yeah you know people say oh this is a christian nation no it is not it is it is distinctly not it is and the founding fathers if they if they heard that saw that would be outraged there was there was something that i read where it was like i don't think these white men these white slave owning men right who have been dead for for two for two centuries would would have any bearing on what's going on in the right. world today? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's the other thing. So it's just, yeah. uh, you know, I, uh, I know, it's again, it's very difficult to have these sort of conversations, but that's yeah. why we have podcasts like this, where yes. we where we discuss a show that, honestly, in my opinion, didn't get its due. No, that has had a lot of these really hard hitting conversations and yes. starting these hard hitting conversations. Mm-hmm. Very true. So, we thank you for listening we do. to God Will Get You For That, Walter. If you would like to hear more from this program, you can on Facebook mm-hmm. and YouTube at God Will Get You For That, Walter, mm-hmm. and Instagram at Findley's Friendly Appliances. Where can they find you? They can find me everywhere. That's Tony Home Perm. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. TikTok. All those all those lovely places. All those appy-wappies. Yes. And uh, you can find me at that, TomCat on all forms of social media. And that, of course, is Cat with two Ts. Um, we gotta, I got to come up with something snappy for that. Yeah. Uh, got jazz it up. Gotta jazz it up. Jazz it up. Jazz gotta jazzy it up. <laughs> um, we thank you so much for listening, and you will hear us again on another episode of God Will Get You for That, Walter. Bye, guys. Good night.